Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire young women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. Welcome to the opening segment called Getting to Know You. Original, I know. And today I'm going to ask three questions. Here we go. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Sarah. Describe something you do every day that you're grateful for. My health, because I used to have heaps of back issues. And even the other day I was blow drying my hair and I was like, thank you, God, that I can actually see my hair. (laughs) I can look at myself. So I'm like, I think I'm thankful for health. Name a taste or flavor that makes you happy. Arnott shortbread creams because I used to eat them with my dad. There's something about the cream in the middle of the shortbread that just gets my taste buds every time I will devour a packet in seconds. And what is a favorite current TV series or movie that you've seen that you love? Definitely Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes! Yes, I've seen all their seasons. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thanks. I actually said to Michael, I'm like, if we get another dog, it's going to be a girl and I'm going to call it Gina. <laughs> I love Boyle. Boyle's my favorite character. He's so awkward and hilarious. I love him. That's so good. So good. I love it. Do you want to start off today by just telling us a little bit about your journey? Growing up, we had a few troubles at home. My parents always did their best to look after us and provide for us, but you can only do as best as what you know how. And eventually that just caused a lot of emotional hurt and pain from just different words that were said and done with my dad and my mom and we did really struggle when I look at it really my dad was a victim of abuse and which led to us being abused ourselves and so you know it was very hard growing up when I was 12 I ended up going to an event got saved met Jesus and I was like this is awesome but still going home to a family that didn't really practice Christian ethics or anything Mm -hmm. made it a bit hard to show the love of God in my family because I was so hurt myself I was so broken and there was a lot of words that were used in my household and a lot of put downs and different things so when we were with friends and stuff we were always like the perfect family we always knew what to say we always knew how to act even my parents would get told by their friends oh your children are so wonderful and we were just this happy family on the outside but like secretly on the inside we were just dying every day like with things that were said and done when I was 17 my parents split up and I remember feeling free like thinking yes you know finally I'm gonna get healed from all this pain and stuff and it was funny because even though I was going to church it was still really hard to know who I was and Mm. the things that I used to think about myself and say about myself were just always put downs you know there was nothing ever really positive that I would say in camp I would go on heaps of youth camps I'd go on heaps of church events you know and and it was great because every time I went I started to get healing God started to show me like he was there with me through throughout all of my life and so as my walk with God matured because when you're 12 you obviously don't know everything Mm -hmm. but as you get older and older you start to realize man God is just the best dad ever like he is so good and what may have been a hard situation I can look back now and see from an outside point of view and my parents were just doing their best and we were doing our best to get through being children and I have such a good revelation about God being my dad and even just to be able to call him dad was like a massive thing that I actually only overcame like 
this year or last year, I was crying out to him one day and I kept calling him father and Lord. And he's like, why don't you call me dad? And at that moment I just burst into tears and was like, dad, dad, you're the best. You know, and I realized what it was to actually be close to him as a dad. That's my story really that God was there and he has been now for the past 16 years, just leading and guiding me and yeah, just loving on me. I now like have a awesome job. I get to work with people at church and even outside of the church. And I just love it. Like I love my family now. And yes, we have our ups and downs, but I just see God's grace is so there. And he's really using myself and my husband to minister to our family and just show them love and be a peace where there really still is not much peace with my, obviously my mom and siblings and my dad and stuff. So yeah, that's my story. What topic are you going to share with us today? I want to talk about the power of words. Awesome. And why do you think it's an important topic in today's society? Oh, I have been pondering this question (laughs) so long. I think as women, we are such great talkers. Mm. We know how to talk things up and talk things down. And like what I was saying about my family, like always put on the best show with our words and even Mm. on social media, all we see is the best of life. And, you know, people are so quick to try and show that good side. But then again, I see a side of society that is so quick to show the negative and so quick to go downhill and I just think it's so powerful. If we really knew the power of the words that we were speaking over ourselves, Mm. we would change the way we talk and ultimately change the worlds that we live in. What personal experience do you have with letting the power of words affect you? Like I said, I have spoken many negative words over myself, over other people. And I think like when you get into that victim mentality, it's so easy to bring people into your world. I'm a very encouraging and out there person. So I've got a big personality, I guess, in some respects. So whatever I say, I've started to realize actually impacts people in a massive way. And so one day I was talking with a friend and I was trying to tell them about something that had happened to me that had hurt me. And it wasn't a massive thing, but no my exaggerated personality, I was like, and then they said this, I wasn't in the wrong because I did this, this, and this. So why can't they just do this, this, and this? While I was talking, God literally showed me a vision of how, while I was talking to this person, there was a blank canvas and every word I was saying was getting painted onto this canvas. And it was starting to shape the way that they saw the person, me and the situation. And God just said, you need to stop dishonoring that person, rein in pretty much what you're saying. I just stopped. I literally stopped talking and I was like, but everything will be okay. (laughs) You know, I just kind of cut myself off because in a moment God just showed me that what we say, we are literally painting worlds for people. We can either paint ourselves to look like the victim and dishonor, or we can honor others and cover over their sins and cover over the wrongs that they've done towards us. Even though we feel unjustified by it or whatever, it really is about honoring people and not not creating a world that sucks them in and actually changes other people's perceptions of people that we know. What does the Bible say about the power of our words? As I've been praying about this, I really felt God show me two scriptures. There's one in Matthew where Jesus is actually talking to the Pharisees. In chapter 15 of Matthew, in verse 8, he says, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain, but their teachings are but rules taught by men. And Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. What goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean, but what comes out of his mouth is what makes him unclean. And I just really wanted to, I 
guess, stress the point of it's so easy to just say something at any time. But what Jesus is teaching us is that out of our heart motives towards people, that's and what we speak, that's what makes somebody unclean. When I started to make myself look like the hero and the victim and I've been so hard done by, it's actually creating negativity towards something else and someone else. And God loves them just as much as I do. And I just thought at that moment, I have the power to change people's perceptions about anything. I could go to someone and say, man, this ice cream is amazing. You need to try it. And because I have talked it up so much, someone would just love to try this ice cream, right? Mm -hmm. So the power of our words is that we create worlds around people and we can shape their thoughts and perceptions of things. And if we can use them for God's glory, Mm -hmm. then we can use it to encourage people. We can actually call out the better in people and actually call out the better in ourselves. And even God has been saying over me, start speaking out the best in you. And even quoting scripture, speaking out the word about you are fearfully and wonderfully made and just repeating those words over and over yourself actually changes the way that you see yourself. So it's so important that we don't get sucked into this mentality of everything's bad. You know, why is my life like this? Because yes, we may be going through hard times, but what needs to come out of us needs to be clean words, not mm. not unclean words, as Jesus said, because it's so easy to do. And the other thing that God showed me was just in Proverbs, he says in chapter six, verse 16, he says, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that should shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. This is such a powerful scripture because above murder and above jealousy and looking down at people, for some reason, stirring up dissension in the body of Christ is something that the Lord hates. And it's so easy to do. Like it's so easy in church life or at work or in your family to just be like, oh, I don't like that person anymore because they did this to me. And it's causing that dissension by speaking out those words. We're literally creating disunity in the body of Christ and yet that's something that God totally opposes and doesn't like so I think from a God perspective before we start speaking just stop ourselves and say and what I'm about to say going to honor someone is it going to honor the people around me or is it going to bring negativity and dishonor one of the biggest things is as girls as women this is what I was meditating on coming here is when we get into our little friendship bubble and just go for it. (laughs) Everyone knows what I'm talking about because it's so easy to just jump on board everybody else's train of, oh my goodness, I can't believe they did that to you. And then you're all just like developing strategies on how to like get back at this person or how hard done you've been Mm. or whatever. And, you know, sometimes now, even with my own girls, my own friends, I actually just stop talking or I might just say, guys, let's just change the subject or, you know, but what about this and that person? And, and just try and cut myself because God keeps showing me, I've got this massive paintbrush out there, just trying to paint my own picture for everyone rather than God's picture for them. So before we finish today, do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? 
I do. I just want to encourage everyone that where you're at in life, no matter what you're going through, there is every reason to just pick up your paintbrush with God's love and just start speaking positivity over your life. It's not just even that mind over matter. It's actually you're creating with your words. So when you start speaking over someone that they're precious and valuable or that they're beautiful or that they've got a good purpose for their life, you're actually creating life in them. And instead of making everything about us, maybe even just pick some words for the week of these seven words I'm going to use each day. One might be beautiful. One might be precious. One might be called. One might be chosen. Whatever it is, just say each day I'm going to encourage someone with this or each day I'm going to encourage myself with this because right now, stuff everyone else, I need to know that I am worthy, that I am loved, I'm chosen. So yeah, whatever it is, you need to know where you're at right now. Ask God for help for this because you can't do it in your own strength. The way I always know how to stop a conversation is when I start to get just a feeling. I feel like this is just going the wrong way and I start to feel a little bit sick inside the way I might hear somebody talk or speak. So I guess just really ask God where you're at where the people are around you at and ask him for the right words to encourage others with and yourself. Well, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> thank you. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you. Me. Thanks for listening to today's episode, everyone. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week. <laughs>